Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge From the World's Best Poetry, Volume 6, Fancy and Sentiment, Part 1 Read for LibriVox.org by Sonia as the narrator Jason in Panama as the wedding guest and the pilot's boy Craig Franklin as the Ancient Mariner Thomas Peter as the crew, second voice, and the hermit And Lian Yao as life and death first voice and the pilot rhyme of the ancient mariner part one an ancient mariner meeteth three gallants bidden to a wedding feast and detaineth one the wedding guest is spellbound by the eye of the old seafaring man and constrained to hear his tale the mariner tells how the ship sailed southward with a good wind and fair weather till it reached the line the wedding guest heareth the bridal music but the mariner continueth his tale the ship drawn by a storm toward the south pole the land of ice and of fearful sounds where no living thing was to be seen till a great sea-bird called the albatross came through the snow-fog and was received with great joy and hospitality and lo the albatross proveth a bird of good omen and followeth the ship as it returned northward through fog and ice the ancient mariner inhospitably killeth the pious bird of good omen it is an ancient mariner and he stoppeth one of three by thy long gray beard and glittering eye now wherefore stopst thou me the bridegroom's doors are opened wide and i am next of kin the guests are met the feast is set mayst hear the merry din he holds him with his skinny hand there was a ship quoth he hold off unhand me greybeard loon eftsoons his hand dropped he he holds him with his glittering eye the wedding guest stood still he listens like a three years child the mariner hath his will the wedding guest sat on a stone he cannot choose but hear and thus spake on that ancient man the bright-eyed mariner the ship was cheered the harbour cleared merrily did we drop below the kirk below the hill below the lighthouse top the sun came up upon the left out of the sea came he and he shone bright and on the right went down into the sea higher and higher every day till over the mast at noon the wedding guest here beat his breast for he heard the loud bassoon the bride hath paced into the hall red as a rose is she nodding their heads before her goes the merry minstrelsy the wedding guest he beat his breast yet he cannot choose but hear and thus spake on that ancient man the bright-eyed mariner and now the storm blast came and he was tyrannous and strong he struck with his o'ertaking wings and chased us south along with sloping masts and dipping prow as who pursued with yell and blow still treads the shadow of his foe and forward bends his head the ship drove fast loud roared the blast and southward i we fled and now there came both mist and snow and it grew wondrous cold and ice mast high came floating by 
as green as emerald and through the drifts the snowy cliffs did send a dismal sheen nor shapes of men nor beasts we ken that ice was all between the ice was here the ice was there the ice was all around it crept and growled and roared and howled like noises in a swound at length did cross an albatross through the fog it came as if it had been a christian soul we hailed it in god's name it ate the food it near had eat and round and round it flew the ice did split with a thunder fit the helmsman steered us through and a good south wind sprung up behind the albatross did follow and every day for food or play came to the mariner's hollow in mist or cloud on mast or shroud it perched for vespers nine whilst all the night through fog smoked white glimmered the white moonshine god save thee ancient mariner from the fiends that plague thee thus why look'st thou so with my crossbow i shot the albatross part two his shipmates cry out against the ancient mariner for killing the bird of good luck but when the fog cleared off they justify the same and thus make themselves accomplices in the crime the fair breeze continues the ship enters the pacific ocean and sails northward even till it reaches the line the ship hath been suddenly becalmed and the albatross begins to be avenged a spirit had followed them one of the invisible inhabitants of this planet neither departed souls nor angels concerning whom the learned jew josephus and the platonic constantinopolitan michael sullus may be consulted they are very numerous and there is no climate or element without one or more the shipmates in their sore distress would fain throw the whole guild on the ancient mariner in sign whereof they hang the dead seabird round his neck the sun now rose upon the right out of the sea came he still hid in mist and on the left went down into the sea and the good south wind still blew behind but no sweet bird did follow nor any day for food or play came to the mariner's hollow and i had done an hellish thing and it would work and woe for all avered i had killed the bird that made the breeze to blow ah wretch said they the bird to slay that made the breeze to blow nor dim nor red like god's own head the glorious sun uprist then all averred i had killed the bird that brought the fog and mist twas right said they such birds to slay that bring the fog and mist the fair breeze blew the white foam flew the furrow followed free we were the first that ever burst into that silent sea down dropped the breeze the sails dropped down twas sad as sad could be as we did speak only to break the silence of the sea all in a hot and copper sky the bloody sun at noon right up above the mast did stand no bigger than the moon day after day day after day we stuck nor breath nor motion as idle as a painted ship upon a painted ocean water water everywhere and all the boards did shrink water water everywhere 
nor any drop to drink the very deep did rot oh christ that ever this should be yea slimy things did crawl with legs upon the slimy sea about about in reel and rout the death fires danced at night the water like a witch's oils burnt green and blue and white and some in dreams assured were of the spirit that plagued us so nine fathoms deep he had followed us from the land of mist and snow and every tongue through utter drought was withered at the root we could not speak no more than if we had been choked with soot ah well a day what evil looks had i from old and young instead of the cross the albatross about my neck was hung part three the ancient mariner behold us a sign in the element afar off at its nearer approach it seemeth him to be a ship and at a dear ransom he freeth his speech from the bonds of thirst a flash of joy and horror follows for can it be a ship that comes onward without wind or tide it seemeth him but the skeleton of a ship and its ribs are seen as bars on the face of the setting sun the spectre woman and her death mate and no other on board the skeleton ship like vessel like crew death and life in death have diced for the ship's crew and she the latter winneth the ancient mariner no twilight within the courts of the sun at the rising of the moon one after another his shipmates drop down dead but life in death begins her work on the ancient mariner there passed a weary time each throat was parched and glazed each eye a weary time a weary time how glazed each weary eye when looking westward i beheld a something in the sky at first it seemed a little speck and then it seemed a mist it moved and moved and took at last a certain shape i wist a speck a mist a shape i wist and still it neared and neared as if it dodged a water sprite it plunged and tacked and veered with throats unslaked with black lips baked we could nor laugh nor wail through utter drought all dumb we stood i bit my arm i sucked the blood and cried a sail a sail with throats unslaked with black lips baked agape they heard me call gramercy they for joy did grin and all at once their breath drew in as they were drinking all see see i cried she tacks no more hither to work as wheel without a breeze without a tide she steadies with upright keel the western wave was all aflame the day was well nigh done almost upon the western wave rested the broad bright sun when the strange shape drove suddenly betwixt us and the sun and straight the sun was flecked with bars heaven's mother send us grace as if through a dungeon grate he peered with broad and burning face alas thought i and my heart beat loud how fast she nears and nears and those her sails that glance in the sun like restless gossamers and those her ribs through which the sun did peer as through a grate and is that woman all her crew is that a death and are there two is death that woman's mate her lips were red her looks were free her locks were yellow as gold her skin was as white as leprosy 
the nightmare life in death was she who thicks a man's blood with cold the naked hulk alongside came and the twain were casting dice the game is done i've won i've won quoth she and whistles thrice the sun's rim dips the stars rush out at one stride comes the dark with far-heard whispers o'er the sea off shot the spectre bark we listened and looked sideways up fear at my heart as at a cup my life-blood seemed to sip the stars were dim and thick the night the steersman's face by his lamp gleamed white from the sails the dew did drip till clomb above the eastern bar the horned moon with one bright star within the nether tip one after one by the star dogged moon too quick for groan or sigh each turned his face with a ghastly pang and cursed me with his eye four times fifty living men and i heard nor sign nor groan with heavy thump a lifeless lump they dropped down one by one the souls did from their bodies fly they fled to bliss or woe and every soul it passed me by like the whiz of my crossbow part four the wedding guest feareth that a spirit is talking to him but the ancient mariner assureth him of his bodily life and proceedeth to relate his horrible penance he despiseth the creatures of the calm and envieth that they should live and so many lie dead but the curse liveth for him in the eye of the dead man in his loneliness and fixedness he yearneth towards the journeying moon and the stars that still sojourn yet still move onward and everywhere the blue sky belongs to them and is their appointed rest and their native country and their own natural homes which they enter unannounced as lords that are certainly expected and yet there is a silent joy at their arrival by the light of the moon he beholdeth god's creatures of the great calm their beauty and their happiness he blesseth them in his heart the spell begins to break i fear thee ancient mariner i fear thy skinny hand and thou art long and lank and brown as is the ribbed sea-sand i fear thee and thy glittering eye and thy skinny hand so brown fear not fear not thou wedding guest this body drop not down alone alone all all alone alone on a wide wide sea and never a saint took pity on my soul in agony the many men so beautiful and they all dead did lie and a thousand thousand slimy things lived on and so did i i looked upon the rotting sea and drew my eyes away i looked upon the rotting deck and there the dead men lay i looked to heaven and tried to pray but or ever a prayer had gushed a wicked whisper came and made my heart as dry as dust i closed my lids and kept them close and the balls like pulses beat for the sky and the sea and the sea and the sky lay like a load on my weary eye and the dead were at my feet the cold sweat melted from their limbs nor rot nor reek did they the look with which they looked on me had never passed away 
an orphan's curse would drag to hell a spirit from on high but oh more horrible than that is a curse in a dead man's eye seven days seven nights i saw that curse and yet i could not die the moving moon went up the sky in his loneliness and nowhere did abide softly she was going up and a star or two beside her beams bemocked the sultry main like april hoar-frost spread but where the ship's huge shadow lay the charmed water burnt away a still and awful red beyond the shadow of the ship i watched the water snakes they moved in tracks of shining white and when they reared the elfish light fell off in hoary flakes within the shadow of the ship i watched their rich attire blue glossy green and velvet black they coiled and swam and every track was a flash of golden fire oh happy living things no tongue their beauty might declare a spring of love gushed from my heart and i blessed them unaware sure my kind saint took pity on me and i blessed them unaware the self-same moment i could pray and from my neck so free the albatross fell off and sank like lead into the sea part five by grace of the holy mother the ancient mariner is refreshed with rain he heareth sounds and seeth strange sights and commotions in the sky and the element the bodies of the ship's crew are inspired and the ship moves on but not by the souls of the men nor by demons of earth or middle air but by a blessed troop of angelic spirits sent down by the invocation of the guardian saint the lonesome spirit from the south pole carries on the ship as far as the line in obedience to the angelic troop but still requireth vengeance the polar spirit's fellow demons the invisible inhabitants of the element take part in his wrong and two of them relate one to the other that penance long and heavy for the ancient mariner hath been accorded to the polar spirit who returneth southward o oh, sleep it is a gentle thing beloved from pole to pole to mary queen the praise be given she sent the gentle sleep from heaven that slid into my soul the silly buckets on the deck that had so long remained i dreamt that they were filled with dew and when i awoke it rained my lips were wet my throat was cold my garments all were dank sure i had drunken in my dreams and still my body drank i moved and could not feel my limbs i was so light almost i thought that i had died in sleep and was a blessed ghost and soon i heard a roaring wind it did not come anear but with its sound it shook the sails that were so thin and sere the upper air burst into life and a hundred fire flags sheen to and fro they were hurried about and to and fro and in and out the wan stars danced between and the coming wind did roar more loud and the sails did sigh like sedge and the rain poured down from one black cloud the moon was at its edge the thick black cloud was cleft and still the moon was at its side like water shot from some high crag the lightning fell with never a jag a river steep and wide the loud wind never reached the ship yet now the ship moved on beneath the lightning and the moon 
the dead men gave a groan they groaned they stirred they all uprose nor spake nor moved their eyes it had been strange even in a dream to have seen those dead men rise the helmsman steered the ship moved on yet never a breeze up blew the mariners all gan work the ropes where they were wont to do they raised their limbs like lifeless tools we were a ghastly crew the body of my brother's son stood by me knee to knee the body and i pulled at one rope but he said naught to me i fear thee ancient mariner be calm thou wedding guest twas not those souls that fled in pain which to their courses came again but a troop of spirits blest for when it dawned they dropped their arms and clustered round the mast sweet sounds rose slowly through their mouths and from their bodies passed around around flew each sweet sound then darted to the sun slowly the sounds came back again now mixed now one by one sometimes a dropping from the sky i heard the skylark sing sometimes all little birds that are how they seem to fill the sea and air with their sweet jargoning and now twas like all instruments now like a lonely flute and now it is an angel song that makes the heavens be mute it ceased yet still the sails made on a pleasant noise till noon a noise like of a hidden brook in the leafy month of june that to the sleeping woods all night singeth a quiet tune till noon we quietly sailed on yet never a breeze did breathe slowly and smoothly went the ship moved onwards from beneath under the keel nine fathoms deep from the land of mist and snow the spirit slid and it was he that made the ship to go the sails at noon left off their tune and the ship stood still also the sun right up above the mast had fixed her to the ocean but in a minute she gan stir with a short uneasy motion backwards and forwards half her length with a short uneasy motion then like a pouring horse let go she made a sudden bound it flung the blood into my head and i fell down in a swound how long in that same fit i lay i have not to declare but ere my living life returned i heard and in my soul discerned two voices in the air is it he quoth one is this the man by him who died on cross with his cruel bow he laid full low the harmless albatross the spirit who bideth by himself in the land of mist and snow he loved the bird that loved the man who shot him with his bow the other was a softer voice as soft as honey-dew quoth he the man hath penance done and penance more will do part six the mariner hath been cast into a trance for the angelic power causeth the vessel to drive northward faster than human life could endure the supernatural motion is retarded the mariner awakes and his penance begins anew the curse is finally expiated and the ancient mariner beholdeth his native country the angelic spirits leave their bodies and appear in their own forms of light but tell me tell me speak again 
thy soft response renewing what makes that ship drive on so fast what is the ocean doing still as a slave before his lord the ocean hath no blast his great bright eye most silently up to the moon is cast if he may know which way to go for she guides him smooth or grim see brother see how graciously she looketh down on him but why drives on that ship so fast without all wave or wind the air is cut away before and closes from behind fly brother fly more high more high or we shall be belated for slow and slow that ship will go when the mariner's trance is abated i woke we were sailing on as in a gentle weather twas night calm night the moon was high the dead men stood together all stood together on the deck for a charnel dungeon fitter all fixed on me their stony eyes that in the moon did glitter the pang the curse with which they died had never passed away i could not draw my eyes from theirs nor turn them up to pray and now this spell was snapped once more i viewed the ocean green and looked far forth yet little saw of what had else been seen like one that on a lonesome road doth walk in fear and dread and having once turned round walks on and turns no more his head because he knows a frightful fiend doth close behind him tread but soon there breathed the wind on me nor sound nor motion made its path was not upon the sea in ripple or in shade it raised my hair it fanned my cheek like a meadow gale of spring it mingled strangely with my fears yet it felt like a welcoming swiftly swiftly flew the ship yet she sailed softly too sweetly sweetly blew the breeze on me alone it blew oh dream of joy is this indeed the lighthouse top i see is this the hill is this the kirk is this mine own country we drifted o'er the harbour bar and i with sobs did pray oh let me be awake my god or let me sleep alway the harbour bay was clear as glass so smoothly it was strewn and on the bay the moonlight lay and the shadow of the moon the rock shone bright the kirk no less that stands above the rock the moonlight steeped in silentness the steady weathercock and the bay was white with silent light till rising from the same full many shapes that shadows were in crimson colours came a little distance from the prow those crimson shadows were i turned my eyes upon the deck oh christ what saw i there each course lay flat lifeless and flat and by the holy rood a man all light a seraph man on every course there stood this seraph band each waved his hand it was a heavenly sight they stood as signals to the land each one a lovely light this seraph band each waved his hand no voice did they impart no voice but oh the silence sank like music on my heart but soon i heard the dash of oars i heard the pilot's cheer my head was turned poor force away and i saw a boat appear the pilot 
and the pilot's boy i heard them coming fast dear lord in heaven it was a joy that dead men could not blast i saw a third i heard his voice it is the hermit good he singeth loud his godly hymns that he makes in the wood he'll shrieve my soul he'll wash away the albatross's blood part seven the hermit of the wood approaches the ship with wonder the ship suddenly sinketh the ancient mariner is saved in the pilot's boat the ancient mariner earnestly entreateth the hermit to shrive him and the penance of life falls on him and ever and anon throughout his future life an agony constraineth him to travel from land to land and to teach by his own example love and reverence to all things that god made and loveth this hermit good lives in that wood which slopes down to the sea how loudly his sweet voice he rears he loves to talk with mariners that come from a far country he kneels at morn and noon and eve he hath the cushion plump it is the moss that wholly hides the rotted old oak stump the skiff boat neared i heard them talk why this is strange i trow where are those lights so many and fair that sable made but now strange by my faith the hermit said and they answered not our cheer the planks looked warped and see those sails how thin they are and sear i never saw aught like to them unless perchance it were brown skeletons of leaves that lag my forest brook along when the ivy tod is heavy with snow and the owlet whoops to the wolf below that eats the she-wolf's young dear lord it hath a fiendish look the pilot made reply i am afeard push on push on said the hermit cheerily the boat came closer to the ship but i nor spake nor stirred the boat came closer beneath the ship and straight a sound was heard under the water it rumbled on till louder and more dread it reached the ship it split the bay the ship went down like lead stunned by that loud and dreadful sound which sky and ocean smote like one that hath been seven days drowned my body lay afloat but swift as dreams myself i found within the pilot's boat upon the whirl where sank the ship the boat span round and round and all was still save that the hill was telling of the sound i moved my lips the pilot shrieked and fell down in a fit the holy hermit raised his eyes and prayed where he did sit i took the oars the pilot's boy who now doth crazy go laughed loud and long and all the while his eyes went to and fro ha ha quoth he full plain i see the devil knows how to row and now all in my own country i stood on the firm land the hermit stepped forth from the boat and scarcely he could stand oh shrieve me shrieve me holy man the hermit crossed his brow say quick quoth he i bid thee say what manner of man art thou forthwith this frame of mine was wrenched with a woeful agony which forced me to begin my tale and then it left me free 
since then at an uncertain hour that agony returns until my ghastly tale is told this heart within me burns i pass like night from land to land i have strange power of speech the moment that his face i see i know the man that must hear me to him my tale i teach what loud uproar burst from that door the wedding guests are there but in the garden bower the bride and bridemaids singing are and hark the little vesper bell which biddeth me to prayer o wedding guest this soul hath been alone on a wide wide sea so lonely twas that god himself scarce seemed there to be o sweeter than the marriage feast tis sweeter far to me to walk together to the kirk with a goodly company to walk together to the kirk and all together pray while each to his great father bends old men and babes and loving friends and youths and maidens gay farewell farewell but this i tell to thee thou wedding guest he prayeth well who loveth well both man and bird and beast he prayeth best who loveth best all things both great and small for the dear god who loveth us he made and loveth all the mariner whose eye is bright whose beard with age is hoar is gone and now the wedding guest turned from the bridegroom's door he went like one that hath been stunned and is of sense forlorn a sadder and a wiser man he rose the morrow morn end of poem this recording is in the public domain